Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the M&M Hockey Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Alex Metzger. Along with me is my co-host, Chase McCallum. Uh, we took probably around two weeks off by the time this comes out uh, and let the third round go. Uh, so we're going to break that down along with news, look at the Stanley Cup Finals, and yeah, that'll be the episode. Uh, there have definitely been shorter episodes lately, I think. There's not quite as much for us to talk about, but during the summer it'll pick up and we'll, we'll probably get some more guests and stuff on. Uh, with that being said, let's just get right into it. The uh, Stanley Cup Final is now going to be St. Louis versus the Boston Bruins. Uh, let's take a look at that series. I will say I'm happy that I think both of us were pretty high in St. Louis, and yeah. I was really all. Like, I had St. Louis at the beginning of the season going to the Cup Finals. I had them at the beginning of the playoffs going to the Cup Finals, so I'm very happy that this is one of the very few takes I actually got right. This series should be an entertaining one. It'll I be, hope so. It'll, it'll be interesting for the, like... So we saw in the first round the Islanders swept the Penguins. They went and had like 11 days off and got swept by the Hurricanes, who had just came off of playing. The Hurricanes then had 11 days off and got swept by the Bruins, who had about four days off. It'll be interesting to see if that was more just luck, which it very well could be, or if there is something to having such, like almost two weeks off between your game that it really affects you for the first couple of games. Have you ever seen like a study on that? I have not, no. I feel like I would read that. Sounds like something Dom Lechizian would write for The Athletic. I know that when they had the bye weeks last year, the two years oh. ago when they first put the bye weeks in, teams were like 2-14 and 14 at one point coming off of their bye week or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they were getting smacked yeah. the game after. So it doesn't... I think there's kind of something to it. I think you definitely want a few days rest for get some guys healthy. But I mean, I think the Bruins are off for literally 14 days or something like that. And... Do you know why there's such a long break? Uh, just to get it all set up and start on a Monday, I'm assuming. Get, give St. Louis a little bit of time, too. That's fair. Because I know when you know, like it's the final round, you want to give both teams at least two or three days to rest a up. A bit of rest, yeah. yeah. That's probably my guess. I, but that's the only thing I can think of. And then maybe set it up so they go... I, like, I haven't even seen the schedule. Is it Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Or is it Monday, Wednesday, Saturday? There's a couple three-day breaks in there. I, I don't say, know exactly It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if every time they traveled back and forth, they got a three-day break. Yeah. Or a two-day break, I guess. I think they did like, something like that last year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. It'll be interesting to me to see uh, if the the break has a big uh, uh, effect on it. I, I could see it. I, I think, hope so. I think, yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I think Bill Chase and I are both rooting for St. Louis in this series. Um, so, so much. I think there's something to be said. Like, it feels like it doesn't seem that crazy to suggest that a team that hasn't played in two weeks is going to be more rusty than a team who fought for their lives through three rounds or, you know, even just in the last round was playing and only had a four-day break. Yeah, I think uh, Cole Anderson found the sweet spot of rest for goalies is like five days, which is exactly what Bennington's going to have, which will be one advantage at very least. It's kind of like pitchers in the, the MLB. Like, that's their sweet spot as well. Yeah. You have a five-day rotation that every time... Or I guess it's four days of rest for the pitchers, but still. Yeah, like, that makes sense. And uh, in terms of just styles, it should be two pretty good teams. I mean, you know Boston, they like to to use their body and, you know, try and take make you take penalties because they have a good power play. But, I mean, I don't think St. Louis is going to not take that. Like, St. Louis can stick with the best of them. They got some tough guys on that team, too. It's nice that... As much of a shit show as these playoffs have seemed like, it's probably the second best team in the East and arguably the best team in the West made it to the finals. I was going to say the best team in the West since December, like since the coaching yeah. change for sure. I mean, it's kind of like, it, it's almost like Pittsburgh 2016, just it's not, quite, like that, not yeah. quite as aggressive maybe. <laughs> but like they were so, so good in the back half of that season. And uh, I'm glad it's really paid off with playoff success. And 
I think another thing, and I think we probably talked about this last episode, was, you know, hopefully this makes more teams want to go for it. I mean, they took a swing at Ryan O'Reilly, who uh, not everyone liked. I mean, a lot of people thought Buffalo won that trade the day it happened, and now they have either the 30th, 30th or 31st overall pick, Tage Thompson, and almost nothing else. One guy who's not in the NHL, another guy who's one of the worst among NHLers. One guy who forfeited $12 million not to be in Buffalo yeah. and, like, the third worst player in the league. Yeah, and, I, I mean, we should say that uh, the $12 million was also some mental... It sounds like some mental... Not was mental it? illness, but, yeah, he definitely sounded like he wasn't having a great time, and who knows if that was something personal or just Buffalo. I mean, yeah, I, that's yeah, not our place know. to say, but either way... Like, That'll uh, never come out publicly. No, the so. St. Louis Blues got a Selkie nominee guy who could also, like... Who's just amazing? He got a top ten center in the league. Maybe a heart nominee. Exactly, and I or mean, arguably, I guess he is not. But yeah, and um, they got that for nothing. Like really, like nothing <laughs> like, for one first round pick. Pretty much, and um, <laughs> like it just can't be overstated. I'm I'm really glad to see that kind of move pay off. Uh, and then you know, like you look at the Western Conference Final again. We talked about it again the Eric Carlson swing. They got. It's a shame that Carlson got hurt. We'll get to that in a little bit of where he he'll want to go. Maybe I think we could talk about that, but um. It's, I don't know, like, I just hope that they see this, you know, obviously teams aren't shouldn't just go for it just because, but when you've built a good team like St. Louis has, and St. Louis is a team that has what's been known for four years to trade away their good players when they were on the bubble, and I don't know, I kind of agree and I kind of don't agree with that sometimes. I was mean, it Shattenkirk it, they punted on? Shattenkirk, Oshie, oh, was there someone else? Or did Oshie sign free agent? There was like they two or flipped Oshie for someone worse. I just forget who it was. It was Oshie, Shattenkirk, and someone else. Backus they kept. Which yes, Backus went to free agency, I think. Yeah, because they kept him to go for it and lost in the third round, I think. That sounds right. But there was another guy, I'm pretty sure, too. I'm sure someone will yell at us. Probably. But, um, yeah, so, you know, they're a team that has been known to trade away their better players. And, uh, I don't know, it's kind of, I just find it funny that, uh, well, not funny, but like I, I find it good that uh, you know they finally realize that they have a good enough team. Let's make a big swing for it. And I mean, they could have started trading away guys in December, even you know in February again when they were right on the bubble. But well, there was rumors they wanted to trade Tarasenko. Yeah, well, I mean, like when the team starts doing bad, there's kind of rumors that they want to do everything, right? And True. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like even Tarasenko hasn't had the greatest playoffs by any means, but um, I feel like they probably wouldn't be in this spot without him. No, I feel like trading Tarasenko doesn't make your team better most of the time. No, I would agree with that completely. And, uh, yeah, like, on the other side of the things, I mean, uh, Boston, again, we've talked about this as well. It's pretty impressive that where they are and just how, like, to win a cup in 2011 and then eight years later have almost the same core, you know, relatively anyways. You know and, what the secret is? Toughness. Uh, yeah, it is toughness. <laughs> I, and it'll be an inter- interesting series. I'm going to go... I'll go St. Louis in six. Actually, uh, I want to see that, and I just I think the rest could be a, a bit of a weapon or against Boston. Like two weeks is so much. I could see them really. I, I think Boston will have home ice advantage, but I could see them really coming out flat footed in game one and maybe even game two. I think Boston in seven is the most likely outcome. Which, given these playoffs, really wants me to go St. Louis in four. Yeah, I, I, I hope this is a long series no matter what. I don't want to see another sweep. I mean, we had a sweep in the conference finals. We had a sweep in the second round, too. Like, I, I don't want to see another sweep, and that's not good for the sport. Although, I will say, if one team sweeps the other here, everyone can shut the hell up for so long about how much more parity is in the NHL. Because if your finals has a team sweeping another team, you can't say anything. You just can't. That is very true, um, yeah. 
Yeah, let's take a look at the teams that got put out then. Carolina, it feels like this was a month ago that it happened. Like, I almost thought that this happened last time we recorded the podcast. We probably just missed it. Well, it was the second round preview, so they had already played a game or two. Yeah. So, yeah, we missed it by about four days probably. Uh, Carolina, I don't think they have to change too much from here. They'll have some contracts coming up that they need to re-sign, um, like any younger team would. Yeah, but doesn't they've signed so many good like value contracts? They're not have they don't have some impending cap hell or anything like that. No, I don't know. Yeah, like they're they're not uh, in a bad spot by any means. Uh, they're the two, four, and six, ninth worst, uh, ninth least cap space. That's not bad. They got a couple draft picks too, more than usual. Exactly. So I mean, coming up, they'll have Dougie Hamilton next year. This year, they have Justin Falk. And Trevor Van Riemsdyk, I don't think TVR will be back. I would kind of be surprised if Falk is back, too, if I'm being honest. Yeah, me too. I would actually probably expect TVR to be back before Falk if I had to choose one, because I think he'd be much cheaper. You could do him cheaper, but yeah. Falk he, could get big money. I think he will. I oh. think he'll at least get five mil. Cap-friendly transferred. Falk has one more. Oh, jeez. Okay, my bad. Uh, so this year they have Ajo's the big one. Brock McGinn, not as big. Uh, Justin Williams, if he wants to return. I think he could. He could. Yeah. Uh, it's just a question of whether he Patrick Marlowe's style falls off or not. Yeah. Michael Furland is another one that... I mean, but yeah, like uh, with Justin Williams' one-year deal, I don't think sure. it's fine at all. Oh, it's not going to kill you. Yeah, it's no. Just yeah, I think you kind of do what Joe, Th- Joe Thornton's been doing in San Jose just one year. Uh, Michael Furland, I think he's gone. He pretty much wrote a goodbye letter. He did, didn't he? Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, so then... And then Peter Morazic and Curtis McElhinney, you have to figure out... It sounded like they were planning on buying out Scott Darling. Uh, it's what the rumor was a couple weeks ago, which would make sense. If they had the space, I'd probably just eat it as long as I could, though. Yeah, maybe. Like, I guess. Unless they have some big free agency plan, which you never know. Yeah, I mean, they have 30 mil in uh, space right now for guys that they're going to have to resign. And I mean, maybe they just want to make their, even the AHL team, have room for another goalie. True enough. Um, but, yeah, and then so next year they'll have Justin Falk and Trevor Van Riemsdyk up. I still think they move Falk this year. I, like, I feel like to make room for other guys. Falk was always the obvious one to trade. Yeah, I mean, they still got Jake Bean in the minors, you know, Roland McEwen, Hayden Flurry, and, you know, Josh Wesley. I don't know who that is. But they got two or three guys who could legitimately play if they needed them to. Yeah, Flurry kind of struggled this year, but he's young. So he's 22, Jake Bean's 20. Like, those are all guys you probably should want as your sixth defenseman. Instead, right? Like, and I mean, you can't have too much of a good thing, but at some point, like, I, like there's a hockey trade to be made. Well, Falk for a forward was like always the trade, and it that still makes been sense. Dreaming up for these yeah. guys, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Like, I kind of stick the course. Aho's the big one. He's gonna get big payday this year, and he deserves it as well. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Hopefully, they just go eight years with him, or hopefully, he signs like an eight by eight. Yeah. I mean, they might go, maybe he'll want five or six to try and get him to an, another big contract by the time, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't think, I could see Justin Williams coming back. Michael Furlan won't, like, unless you don't have any other option. Maybe you go Greg McKegg on, like, a 700K deal, but, like, yeah. well, those guys you, aren't... They, doesn't matter. No, like, the, those guys don't make it much of an impact, really. If he's buryable, then. Exactly. So, yeah, like, they don't have... A real busy off season. I host the big one, and then I think you try and find a trade partner for a defenseman. Yeah, um, look for someone who wants Falk. Yeah, I say you try and replace your Michael Furlan in terms of getting another solid winger in the middle six there that can you can play. Uh, going forward, you're going to get another year of uh, 
Svechnikov growing. Hopefully, you can get him some better uh, line mates. You got Niederreiter's shooting percentage going up would be huge. <laughs> yeah, you got Niederreiter and Teravainen again. So that's a nice duo on the wing. Full year of Nino would be nice. Yep. And uh, Teravainen's only 24 right now, so he's right where he should be. Uh, so, yeah, like I, I like this team. Do I think they'll be a favorite to go back to the conference finals? Probably, Probably not. not. One thing they have to figure out is goaltending, I think, yeah. going forward. They got the ageless wonder with McElhaney. I think, like, I could see them re-signing Peter Morazic to a one-year, or even a two-year, $3 million deal, something that's tradable or variable if they really need it. Give them, like, the darling deal. Yeah, exactly. I hope it works out a little better. Maybe not quite to the same extent, but it'll be interesting to see, because I'm assuming Morazic probably doesn't want to keep signing one-year deals either. And I'm, I, he's I'm, got a fair argument that he earned more than a one-year deal this Oh, year. for sure. I, I think that, you know... There'll be teams willing out there to give him two or three, maybe even four years at a cheap enough contract. I don't uh, think so. So, you know, four by four or something like that. I don't know, like, maybe a little less than that in terms of AAV. But, uh, yeah, like, I think they're going to have to definitely figure out what they're doing. And I, I think they should probably try and keep Mrazek. Uh, yeah. Like, I just don't know what other option you have. I don't think going in with Curtis McElhinney and anyone else as a tandem is good. I don't even think... Tandem and Curtis McElhinney is the greatest idea, so... No, I don't think so either. Yeah, I mean, up front they don't have a lot to do other than the whole contract, but the goaltending is going to be the big thing to figure out. Yeah, um, pretty much. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I was going to say I'm surprised they're not more in the name now of, like, Sergei Bobrovsky, but they don't really have the money, I guess, to It doesn't seem like a and, Carolina contract no. to just go ball out on a goalie in free agency. Yeah, but I guess you could argue it's not really a Florida one either. True. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. So there's Carolina. Uh, no. Speaking of teams with bad goalies. I say the other side of things, San Jose, they have a big offseason. They are the very opposite. They have some major steps to try and figure out uh, with this team what they're going to do. They have a aging core, like we said last year. We said this might be the last year that they have a run to go for it. And uh, it sounded like today that Eric Carlson is not going to return. He wrote kind of a goodbye letter on Twitter. I mean, Maybe they offer him a big contract in free agency on July 1, and he does return. But uh, they have Carlson up, uh, Joachim Ryan's up, uh, Timo Meyer, Gustav Nyquist, Joe Thornton, Joe Pavelski, Jonas Donskoy, and Kevin LeBanc, or LeBanc, sorry. How many of those guys... Uh, Nyquist is gone. Yep. I would... Meyer's staying, for sure. For you're not, sure. You're not giving up a 22-year-old like Timo Meyer. Letting Meyer walk would yeah. be a huge mistake. Or trying to sign an offer yeah. sheet or whatever, yeah. Pavelski might be gone. Like, yeah, I, I, don't know. I don't know. They have. I expected Pavelski to be signed by this point. They have. Tw- I know. And I, so one thing that they said on Thirty One Thoughts is they sign a lot of their guys. They're keeping a year early. Vlasic, uh Burns, Burns, um, not Thornton. Thornton wasn't, but Couture uh, was signed a year early. I think Hurdle was signed Hurdle a year was early too. as well. Um, so yeah, like it kind of suggests maybe that he might not be back and. Uh, Friedman was saying on 31 Thoughts that he's not sure what the market will be like for Pavelski. He said there will definitely be suitors, but um, teams are starting to finally catch on that a guy who's turning 35 year, this year is you shouldn't be giving seven years to. So he's he's not sure how long the deals will be, but he could see it. I mean, I could see him getting the Marlowe deal. Yeah, I was saying I don't think that would be a bad bet for a team. He can still play. Like him getting uh, the Marlowe deal would be a better bet than it would have on Patrick Marlowe. Yes, the time. exactly. And, and I think that Pavelski might be a little overrated. In terms of just the general stance on him, really, I think so. I think a lot of people, especially with this run, 
I don't like the, the amount of things that go like the stupid stuff of it wasn't him getting hurt. They wouldn't have come back and scored four goals. That was the dumbest like, thing ever. That's the kind of stuff that just makes me think he's probably a little overrated by general circles. But I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just a little out of touch. I think Joe Thornton will probably come back on a one year deal. Uh, unless yep. his knees are just blown out again that we don't know. But he looked pretty good this playoffs and this season even. Once he got healthy, he was fine. I mean, he's not what he used to be by any means. He but... actually had, like, somewhat of a bounce-back year this year. Yeah. Which like... I never would have guessed in my life. <laughs> his vision's still there, and so, I mean, he definitely plays the kind of style of, the, you know, the pass-first mentality that you can kind of age with as well, right? Yeah. So, uh, on the defensive side of things, Carlson doesn't sound like he's back. Joaquin Ryan could be back if they can get him for cheap enough. They do have $24 million in cap space, which seems like a lot, but... Um, that does, actually. I mean, when you when you look at Timo Meyer, Joe Thornton, Joe Pavelski, Eric Carlson, uh, Kevin LeBlanc, LeBlanc, and uh, Joachim Ryan, like, you're not going to be able to get all those guys back. Carlson will be gone. I don't think you want all those no, guys No, you obviously don't, yeah. but Jonas Donskoy, I wouldn't be surprised if he walks as well, tries to go find a multi-year deal somewhere after He's, his playoffs. I can see it. Um, go cash out. Yeah, exactly. Get um, like one of those little 4 by 4 deals sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, they have a really big offseason. They only have currently seven guys that are under contract next year, and one of them's Lucas Radil, so... Another one's Barsley Goudreau. So, four full-time NHL players. Yeah, and Marcus Sorensen. So, they have a busy, busy, busy offseason ahead of them. And I know they they have a couple guys in the minors that people are pretty high on. Um, I don't even know who, but... Merkley. uh, Merkley's one, but... I mean, I don't even know if he'll be ready for next year. I mean, up front, they they have a a couple guys they feel they're pretty good at. But, yeah, I I don't know. It should be interesting. They'll have to figure out something. They'll have to kind of do what Washington's been doing for a couple of years now, where they're going to have to go find their Alex Chason or, you know, whoever. Brett Connolly. Yeah, exactly, to play third and fourth line center, I think, because um, they'll have a bit more cap space than the Caps did, but not a ton. No, they don't really have all that much room, actually. No, I mean, they have $24 million. I don't know what Timo Meyer's going to ask for, but... He seems like a 6 by 6 guy. I think that's what the... Evolving hockey model had a bad. I could see, yeah, that seems reasonable. Um, maybe if you can talk him to a discount five, but yeah, like either way, that's a great contract. Yeah, so then you have eighteen or nineteen mil to get six forwards and a, maybe a defenseman as well, or a defenseman or two. They got six technically under contract, but again, Jacob Middleton, Radim Simic, I like. Are those guys you want to be playing full-time next year? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. You probably don't even want Justin Braun playing full-time exactly. next year. And he will be, definitely. But, yeah. Um, and then in net, they got Aaron Dell for another year and Martin Jones for five more years. Um, what a stud of a contract. I don't know what you do to fix that. Like, I don't... You might have you to... Don't. Just, you don't. You have to come back with that, don't you? Unless you yep. can find a way to move Dell to somewhere and try and pick up, like, a... Curtis McElhaney or Peter Morazic or something, maybe. You got to do it cheap is the problem. Yeah, yes, you do, because you don't want to be spending a ton of money on that because you need to fill your roster somehow. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think San Jose, San Jose will be an interesting team. Uh, they'll be at one. We'll definitely be talking a lot uh, around July 1st. Uh, do you want to talk about quick where Eric Carlson might go? Sure. Uh, so there's been talk. There hasn't been any rumors, obviously, yet. Uh, it kind of sounds like he might not be returning San Jose. Nothing official, obviously. He just kind of... That tweet sounded like such a goodbye. He wrote, thank you for everything. I'll never forget it. That sounds like a very goodbye thing to say. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe if uh, San Jose comes out balling with an 11-by-7-year se- uh, 
offer July 1st, he'll go back and sign, but... They have the extra year, and it sounds like an awesome place to live, so I wouldn't put it past anyone. Yeah, but they lose the extra year if it goes to July 1st. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, either way, there's a lot of talk, there's some talk this year about, um, I think it was Nick Kiprios on Hockey Central at noon, I think it was, and he was saying that he could, he could see him going back, wanting to come back east, and he thinks he should go back east, because it's a... He's more of an Eastern player, and I think the West being heavy or whatever is a little overrated. I think it's changed, sure. obviously, but I think it definitely is fair to say that the West and the East are different games. You travel so much more out West, it is still a, li- a little bit more physical hockey, and it takes a bit more of a toll on your body. I also just associate him with the East. Yeah, Like, he too. hasn't I mean, stopped being a senator to me. No, like, I, I kind of understand that, too. <laughs> like, as an outsider, I mean, he's definitely... Unfortunately, I had to stop being a senator to me, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, like I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Like, there's just not a ton of teams that have a lot of cap space that I think could just bought like should go for him. Like, if that makes it, like that's the problem. A lot of the teams with space. Does Columbus try and if they have all the well, space, could they like? Do you want to go to Columbus for eight years? If they give me eleven years? mil a year, maybe. Like, Fair enough. The Islanders, the Hurricanes. Like the Devils, yeah. Like, but are, should you do that if you're the Devils? No, no. Like, I don't think so either. I don't think it fits your. I, I think the only people, like, not the only. I, I would be very concerned with Eric Carlson's uh, injury if I was a team trying to sign him. But if you're a team like the Avs, yeah, the Avs would make sneaky. sense. Like a team that's windows either about to start or is in their window right now, and you know it's going to close in two to three years. Go, I would sign him. I think that's totally fair. But that's a very select few teams, like especially if you're going to limit that to the East, who can do that, right? Yeah, um, there's really not that many teams in the East that can. No, like Pittsburgh can't. There was talk about <laughs> if he want, you know, could he go to Tampa? And then uh, Friedman said that he'd have to sign for under seven point eight or whatever Hedman's making. That's not happening. That'd be the most Tampa thing, though. It, it would be. It very much would I'd be. So irritated. I doubt he goes to Toronto. Like you have to no. really make the cap work for that, and like who knows, but. I don't think he'll go to Montreal. I don't think they'll make much of an offer. I don't think Detroit's going to make much of an offer. I don't think offer. Detroit's attractive at all. No, I think Boston could, but I don't know if they would. Like they they have the space to do it. I just don't think they will. I don't think Boston will. Um, the Rangers are one that was rumored to be pursuing him very very heavily. So that that could be a one. Rangers are in on everyone. So I yeah, they mean, passed them. Yeah, so the Rangers I think would maybe be the most likely. I would say San Jose, be cool. but before today, before I think the, the Rangers might be now. Yeah, it'll be because I, I haven't seen much other than San Jose. I saw the Rangers like, three days. The Rangers ago. got floated a little yeah. bit throughout the year too, but but then other than that, like there's just yeah, I don't, like that's probably my guess now. And I mean that I think if you're Carlson, you're hoping that a couple more teams are calling and really wanting you because uh, it gives the Rangers the advantage if it's just them who wants you. I would think he could do the Tavares thing. Where there's four or five teams that he can... Kind of, but, like, again, like, he... I don't know. Like, I, I think teams are going to be very turned off by how many, how injured he has been. It's amazing how much perception turned on him in a year. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not that he's a bad player either, because, I mean, he had, what, an 18-game point streak this year? Well, the worst... Yeah, so the narrative has now turned to he was garbage all year, and his numbers yeah, were no. ridiculously good this yeah, year. He started off slow because he had a bad on-ice shooting percentage, <laughs> even though he was... Even in the playoffs, I think he was controlling something like 60% of the expected goals. But it was when he got burnt, he got burnt bad. Like, yeah. And it was his groin. He looked like in, he looked like he was in pain 24-7. And he's he, become like Super Jake Gardner. Yeah, pretty much. Like So he's now had an Achilles surgery, a major 
ankle surgery and uh, a, gro- a major groin injury, and two of those in the past three years. So yeah. it is definitely concerning. Um, It'd concern me if I wasn't a good team today. Yes, and I think it would probably concern me if I was a good team today. I mean, it might be a risk. Like, it should be a risk be that risk a lot I'd of teams... be willing to take. Yes, but, I mean, on the flip side of things, so, like, if you're Toronto and you go and pursue him and you get him, let's say his groin is screwed. I mean, yeah, I guess you could LTIR it, hopefully. That'd be a lot of money to LTIR. If there's one team to do it, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs, True. I guess. But, yeah, like, but, again, a non-Toronto team that doesn't have all the money in the world. The other team that would do it is the Rangers. Yes, they would. LTIR. Um, so... Yeah, but like if you're even the Capitals, like you're not gonna want to LTIR eleven million dollars, are you? Can the Caps even afford them? Ah, uh, like they have more space. They have ten million dollars. So, yeah. but, <laughs> no, but like, I mean, you could probably make it work. Like for a guy like Eric Carlson, you'd make the cap work yeah. if you had. To, It'd be like but, what Tampa would do. You have to make moves. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the Rangers are probably my best bet. But That's I'm right. sure there'll be one or two teams that, especially right when free agency hits, step up and try and make a push for them. Uh, Vegas would be a funny one too. I think. I don't, I don't know how much him and Stone reuniting. They're yeah. already over the cap next year, but oh yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> still be fun. Yeah, I don't know about that then. Um, uh, let's go to Carlson's former team, DJ Smith, new head coach of the Ottawa Senators. This is one of the only guys I really didn't want. But See, we disagree on this. Just like, what do you mean? Like, I don't think he's as bad as everyone else does. Like, you're going to have to make a pretty good case for that because nothing he did in Toronto was... All right, the okay. Leafs PK was, like, top 10 last year. Was it? Yeah, their PK wasn't half bad. They got smacked by Boston, so everyone decided their penalty kill is, like, the worst in the league. But if you look at, like, the year-long results, it's actually not half bad. They've gotten better every single year since the big three arrived. Which you would hope yeah. so. <laughs> they went from slightly below average to slightly ab- or to perfectly average to slightly above average this year. I will say that if um, he was the one who put because it was Marner was playing on the PK yeah. right for most of the year. That is that is encouraging. However, my biggest problem is the defensive structure. Five v five, you get a big sample size of that, and it was horrible. Agreed, but. The problem with evaluating assistant coaches, I don't want to defend him. I just want to say he's an enigma. Yeah, if like, that makes sense. Yeah, like I don't know. Because what did he control? Yeah, like we have no idea. So it, and I'm not saying he's like he absolutely could um, turn it, or be much better than everyone thought. Maybe it's Babcock who goes, "No, we're going to do nothing but yeah. stretch passes. We're going to do nothing but this, nothing but that." But you'd hope that the assistant coach probably has some say in that, right? You would think, but it's so hard to like discern you can't know. credit. There's right? no way you can know. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, the Leafs gave up the 13th most Corsi against per 60 at five, 4v5 this year, but like that's not horrible. Hockey has had their penalty kills pretty good, their threat, but... Yeah, maybe, yeah, high danger definitely could be different. Hold on one second. Uh, expected, I forgot that Natural Statric has expected goals now. That's so nice. Yeah, that's quite nice. Um, my bad. At 20th again, so they're 10th. 10th. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Or 11th, I guess. They're I think over the past three years, they're 10th in expected goals against and goals against. For so, yeah, being I, I think that's fair. I, and so, we don't know this. If he was in charge of the Leafs' defensemen, I don't think that's a knock. If he was in charge of the Leafs' defensive structure, yeah, that would be a problem yeah, well, to me. But even the usage, like... But did he, he control that? No, too? I, like, we I don't have no idea. Know, like, right? That's what I mean. But, like, if you... if it would scare me if he had input to that Muzzin 
should be playing the left side and that Hainsey should be the top number one right hand D all year. That would scare me. Yeah. And again, maybe that could be Babcock, but we've argued it both ways too, right? We said that it could just be DJ Smith because when we were defending Babcock, we said we have no maybe idea. It, yeah. And it's true. But one of those guys has to be, or both have okay. to be at fault. I'll give you their smoke. Like, I don't, not fire. So here's my thing. Um, I would just have much rather them go someone new. Uh, or, like, outside the box, Europe, college, whatever. Or we'll get to Ralph Kruger in a bit. Something like that would have been much more. Uh, I just want new ideas, is what <laughs> go I want. forward thinking. Yes. Um, what I will say is, I don't think it mattered who they hired. I said this a couple of times. I don't think it mattered who they hired tactic wise because this team should suck for two years. He'll probably be fired before they're good. This, this is what I'm saying. That, yeah. That's exactly my point. Is that the P? Like I try. I don't think I overreacted when the hiring happened. I mean, I wasn't happy about it by any means, but I think I made two tweets about it and I said I'm trying to find some positives here, and this was one of them. That I, is, he's known to be a player's coach. And I think that could, be, if that is true, that's a very good thing to have for a young team. You're going to need that. Yeah. So that's all well and fine. Um, my biggest problem is just that this is who they thought the best option was. I don't know if I agree with that. Like, I would much rather just go like a college route or something. Get go someone young. new. Try something. Like, what do you have to lose? But also on the surface level, I don't hate hiring a smart organization's people. No, but at the same time, like. I don't like in football, you always, like, the running joke has always been trying to hire, hire all the Patriots. Belichick's assistants and stuff. And then they always, they don't always, but a lot of the times they go on and don't have near anywhere close to what the success people wanted them to have because it's sometimes just the, the main guys in the organization or the organization itself, not the individual people. Yeah, and that but, very much could be the case. Yeah, I don't, I, like, I didn't, I, I wasn't on Twitter much this week, so I don't know what the reaction was like. I think a lot of Ottawa fans are more just kind of dead inside to anything that happens. There's I think fair reason to be cynical if there. If this would have happened last off season, people would have been freaking out, um, going like, "Are you kidding me? Like, what's going on?" Or like mid mid season or something like that. But yeah, I don't like. I just don't love it at all. I don't love it either. I just don't think it's bad. People I, kind like, of like. I would say it's bad. I'd say it's. I'd say it's bad. I wouldn't say it's the worst thing in the world. It would but concern me, but I think you could do a lot worse. Yeah, like, they're not hiring, like, a Hitchcock or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's nice, I guess. But, like, yeah. Like, I inside just... this box could be a terrible coach. Yes. <laughs> but, like... Yeah, I guess I say, what do you have to lose? I mean that, too. But I'd just rather see them go higher, a little higher upside than this, right? Like, Fair enough. Like, my... Maybe he'll surprise me. My upside for him is just I don't hate him. I think his upside is he's a perfectly league average coach that you kind yeah, of forget about. But give me more than that. <laughs> like you're going to be a bad team for at least two years. Give me a little more Very than good that, coach. right? Like go for the in football the Sean McVay type of coach where he's to the Rams or, guy. Yeah, he's yeah. the Rams guy. The Kyle Dubas GM where it's like he's younger. He might bring new ideas, and if he fails, he fails. But at, at least, least you try. Yeah, like. It's better than the alternative of just kind of sticking with the same thing and hoping it gets better. Like I, I don't know. I think it was bad. I don't think it was the worst. I think it could have been much re- better. Replacement level decision. Yeah, like it definitely wasn't the top five worst things they've done this year. No, well, it's not even close to that. It might even be above average for the things <laughs> they've done this year. Probably, yeah, it's probably right around there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I, I don't, I don't like it. At all, but I'm more than willing to give him a chance because 
as I said, like, I would have rather see them go for it, but this team's probably going to suck for two years anyway, so may as well give the guy a chance. Um, next coach, Ralph Kruger. He was with Edmonton for the year that they, uh, 2013, I think, and I'm not going to pin that really bad Edmonton team on him, but it'll be interesting to see what he does. He's kind of a guy who, he was the head of, I think it was Southampton in soccer, soccer coach. and so, like a Premier League team, and... Everyone wants new ideas. That that's, seems like that's a way pretty, to get some. Exactly. So um, that's exactly the kind of guy I think that you should be kind of looking for if you're, especially, you know, at, like for Botterill, it's kind of it's a boomer bust kind of decision because I think this is his third head coach now as his tenure. If this doesn't work out, you're kind of screwed. Yep. Like I, I just I don't know what else you do. Like yeah, you, you can only pull that card. Yeah, so many you times can't go to your year. owner and say this is the coach. But by the way, this is the second guy I've chosen. <laughs> like, so. I don't. It should be interesting, and I think Buffalo. We talked about it. They have the high end talent, which is the place you want to start. They need to round out their depth now, and that's on Jason Botterill. He's got to do that. <laughs> yes. So. Well, that's the worst part. I think I like the idea of hiring a guy who coached a Premier League team and everything, but depending on what Botterill gives him, it doesn't matter what he does. No, and yeah, to an extent, anyways, right? Like, yes. I mean, there's always a coach that sometimes but you yeah. just go on a PDO bender and they switch one thing and it works for a while before teams can catch on to it. But true, yeah, no, like I, I agree with that in terms of long term success. Is that Botterill has to go out and he has to figure out who to sign and what to sign to get some depth here, and they have to make some quality picks. Uh, th- their drafting's been horrible. Or they could, like, if they could flip like a first round pick and three terrible players for Ryan O'Reilly, <laughs> that'd be sweet. So. <laughs> I retweeted my tweet again today about the Ryan O'Reilly trade doesn't take enough flack for being it the really worst does in the not. Last, past 10 years. Like, there, I still, I mean, we talked about this on the podcast, I still think there's a legitimate <laughs> argument to be made that it is worse than Hall for Larson. Maybe, which is really sad that there's actually a legitimate yeah, argument Especially for that. with this playoff run that they've gone on now. But I mean, just in, in terms of pure logic, I think it definitely is. Again, like, I'll defend the logic <laughs> of the Hall for Larson. Do they just... The execution was just They just grossly overrated one player and grossly underrated another player. But at least the logic, you can kind of see we're trying to make a hockey trade here. But for this, it's just like, yeah, we're a team that's trying to be really good right now. We have a top 10 center, and we're going to trade him for almost nothing. Like two bottom players and a not-great prospect and a first. What a great way to fill out your depth. Like, okay, like, yeah. (laughs) For Buffalo, like... We've been over them. I feel like we've talked about them enough, but it's like, I just don't... Do you... Is Buffalo a team that maybe looks at, like, a Nyquist? Or do you just stay away from free agency altogether? I think you just... The worst, they have to do something about their depth. But. Yeah, because, like, they really do. Or maybe do you not go quite as big as Nyquist? Like, right now they got Eichel, Reinhardt, Skinner. You have to figure out if he's resigning or not. I don't think he is. I would kind of. I feel like they'd have a deal done by now if he is, unless he doesn't get anything else on the open market. But that seems unlikely. Yeah, I think so too. Didn't like, he just score forty? Yeah, with Eichel. Yeah. Um, what other wingers do you really like here? Whoever you get for Rasmus Ristolainen. I guess yeah. <laughs> Connor Sheary's fine middle six guy, but that's about it. Like, I like Sheary. He's he, the like best prospect in the world, though. Yeah. Well, Casey Middlestad. <laughs> Maybe you hope he grows, but he was he was a replacement level player, right? He was very much a replacement level player. Oh my god! Which at nineteen doesn't have like a it's not it's terrible not a bust. track not record, a bust, but like it's yeah. still not a good sign. No, like you shouldn't be expecting him to be a top six player next year. No, don't expect him to be Ryan O'Reilly ever no. at this point. Um, 
Like you have to move. This is such a bad team for how long this team has been bad for. Yep. <clears throat> Poor Ralph Krueger. Like I hate this team. I I I don't know if I just didn't realize it until now. This is a garbage team. It's kind of funny. I feel so bad. They've been bad for what five years now? Four years? Because they they it was they were bad the year before the McI- the McEichel tank. Yep. So this would be their fifth or sixth year if they're bad again. Yep. And like the the worst part is like they have again they have the building pieces but like there's not a lot I see to go wow this is going to be a cup contender in two years. Because they don't have anything around it. No, they have two of the hardest pieces to acquire. Which is good. Well, like, cool. I'm not saying it's not, it can't be done. <laughs> I just don't think it's going to be like a one-year thing. Which is, should be troublesome. You know how everyone talks about how... Uh, uh, what's it called? Edmonton needs to find like their Tyler Ennis for some depth scoring or whatever. These, these guys need like six. Yes. And a couple on the <laughs> defensive side of things, too. Like yeah. On defense, they have... Um, Obviously, Deline and Brandon Montour, I don't mind, but he's not a number two, right? Like, it's like a number four or five. Yeah, like, Scandell is fine, again, but... You can always just pray, wrist, not Ristolainen, Deline wins the Norris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, go the Ottawa route and just have one guy drag her along the rest of your yeah. defense score, I guess. Pilot's not half bad, either. Yeah, like, they, they have, like, a couple guys, but they don't have an absolute studly, like, Defense core, right? And I mean, in the minors, they got uh, Rasmus Asplund. I'm pretty sure they'll probably... And him and Nylander, they're two guys that are really going to want to know what they have this year. Tage Thompson, they're going to want to not be the worst player in the league. <laughs> that was... Uh, what's his name? Sabatka. No, oh, right. Wasn't Thompson right with him, though? Thompson was, like, replacement level-ish. Okay. Sabatka was, like, impressively bad. Thompson was just kind of forgettably bad. This is a bad, bad team. Yeah, it is. Man, we could probably get into them more in the offseason. Let's go Brock Nelson. Big signing. I don't like this one at all. 6x6 six six for Brock Nelson after he's coming off of a career year where he had 50 points at age 27. He has not had more than 43, I believe it is, before that. What are your thoughts on this? I was told the Nylander contract was bad. <laughs> I just, I don't know, like... It's not good. It's just not. Like, yeah, I like Brock Nelson as a player, but he's not a guy you want to sign in for six years, at, especially at that price. Like, I don't think I'd want to sign him in for six years at any price. He is the blank best center in the league, say plus or minus five. What what puts him as a fringe second liner, I guess? Like, 50 or 60. 60, I guess. Like, he's probably, like, between that 55 to, like, 70 range. Well, that's what I'd have him in. Like he's like a third line guy in a contending team, but a second line guy in a not as great team. I don't have my laptop on me, so I can't look at what I had him at this year. But I've had him as a third liner the past few years, yeah, like, pretty comfortably. And I think if you give him the scoring boost this year, he probably bumps up a little bit, right? Like I think I saw he was right around league average this year. Yeah, so fringe second liner. Yeah, like, but that's not the type of guy you should be, at twenty seven years old. You should be wanting to lock in for six years at six million, right? Like. Not when your window to win isn't now. Even if your window to win. Like, well, no, like, not even, but it I makes it even worse. Yeah, but. Any team could have signed this contract, and I probably would have said that was a not good contract. Yeah. Like, and I, the weirdest thing was, like, I think I might have got him and... Anders Lee is better than Brock Nelson, right? I would think so. Because I, I must have gotten them confused. Because at first I looked at it, and I was like, oh, okay, that doesn't look bad. And I kind of looked at his numbers, and I was like, wow, that's like, not just his advanced numbers, his 
basic his numbers count- too. Like I'm confused on how he got the contract because his I counting mean, stats are fifty points in a contract year, good in the locker room on a team that went on a huge PDO bender. <laughs> Fair enough. I can see how he got that contract. The evolving model had him going like he, four by four and a half. Though. Yeah, he was a negative, I believe, in defensive impact and just barely a positive in offensive impact for. I think it was Evolving Wilds model. It was, yeah, that was the RIPM chart. But they had right. him projected at four years, four yeah. and a half, and, and then he got six by six. So good for his agent. And, yeah. And uh, him. Yeah, good for him. Um, yeah, it's, oh well, like I don't really care if the Islanders do stupid things. But, it's a contract that's not going to kill you. I just wouldn't want it on my books. It's not gonna ki- but it, it kills you when you sign more than one of them. Because it doesn't kill you until you can't move it, right? It like, kills you when you have, like say, the Komarov contract. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's the, <laughs> the other thing. The whole contract, bottom six is locked in. The I mean, Filpula contract. Exactly. Like, hey, that's top six center. Per, uh, and, and he's got a no trade clause for the first two years and modified for the next four. Like, if you sign another one of those, you can't. You, you can't move him, which is a huge issue. Like, yeah, I, I I don't like it at all. I think this was a very just unnecessary contract signing, yep. especially like doing it now. I get the UFA argument, but it shouldn't bump him up that much. Right, like, <laughs> if anything, I, it should technically, like, well, in theory, <laughs> you know, it doesn't technically bump him down, but in theory, it, it would, should, yeah, yes, with his age. But that, you know, we know that that's when guys get paid. We're starting to see it shift a little bit, but they're still on the edge where it's like guys, the guys who got screwed over there on their um, bridge deals now want to get paid, understandably. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be in a weird middle where it's like the guys who are young want to get paid, understandably, and the guys who are older also want to get paid, understandably. But, um, yeah, I don't like this deal at all. Uh, this is the exact kind of move that the Islanders, I thought, had to stay away from after a big season like they just had, and they just didn't do that at all. So, they still got a lot of stuff to do this offseason. I think we talked about them pretty in-depth last episode. but I'm sure they'll keep coming up. Anders too. Lee, Anthony Bovillier, Jordan Eberle, like, Give Everly another million on top of that and then give him that deal. Again, I don't know if that's what he'd accept, but give him seven by six. Like I'd much rather that, even though he's two years older than a guy whose career points was like fifty. Yeah, like Nelson's just so average. So average, yeah. Like again, that's not uh, shouldn't take that as offense or anything. He's just so average. Yeah, it's good for him to get paid and everything. It, but... Yeah, it is. It is very good, but I don't know, like, Jordan Eberle, he was still pretty good in his underlying numbers, too, this year, though, right? He had a bit of a down year, but he had an amazing... 37 points in 78 games is not something I'd want to... Yeah, he had an amazing year last year, though, so it was probably just a bit of regression to the mean. I would hope so. I mean, yeah, and his point totals are never looking quite as good as what he is on ice. True. Um, But, yeah, Uh, last thing I have here is Phil Kessel. I wanted to give you some props. I'm going to tweet this out, I think, too. But you wrote an article, I think, two years ago. It was like one now, of the first things I wrote for them. About how the Pittsburgh Penguins should trade Phil Castle. I believe it was when they were coming off back-to-back cup wins. Yeah. And you got absolutely torched for it, and I knew you would. But Someone I'm... said they should burn me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it is... Um, like, I totally got what you were saying, and it, it's exactly what is happening now. Yep. Um, so Phil Kessel, I saw the perfect definition. It's like eating empty calories. Yep. If you if that's what a hockey player was. Phil Kessel provides a lot on offense and gives it all right back on defense. He scores a lot on Sidney Crosby's power play. Yeah. Which would concern me. Like, so he has been talked to for the third year in a row now of being traded, and... 
Um, Chase, so I, again, I just sorry, I just want to give props to Chase for two years ago. He said they should trade him coming off back to back cup wins, one in which he probably should have had the MVP for playoffs. Yep. Um, but his point was pretty much, hey, you can find what he provides for the price he provides. Or you can find part of that, and you could probably still improve more than you think on the defensive side of yeah. things. Basically, like the team's been better without him on the ice for so long. And two years ago, you could—I don't know what it will be now, but it'll still be enough now. But two years ago, you could have got an absolute haul for him. Oh God, yeah. You could have got probably two firsts and a good prospect for him, or oh, a roster player, sure. a first, and a prospect, or something like that. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to just give give props to you, but that, that now everyone's kind of on the train. They should trade Phil Castle. Not everyone still thinks he's quite as. Not good as maybe like uh, the stats community thinks he is. But. I said this on Twitter yesterday. There's definitely an alternate universe where the mainstream media loves Phil Kessel, probably the one where he's Canadian, and there's an analytics war centered around him. Yep, I would agree with that. Um, the media, it's they don't hate Phil Kessel as much as they did when he was in Toronto. That's for sure. Yeah, but if they, I mean, there's definitely no love for him either. But, I mean, I think if you ask the casual fan, not the media, the fan would still think he's amazing. And he still puts up a title point. He does. He puts up the counting stats, and that can be useful for some teams, but he needs to be very sheltered, which... But I saw Penguins fans freaking out because Zucker was rumored in the deal. Zucker outscores Kessel at 5-5. Five five. Yeah, and, I mean, he probably won't outscore him on the power play, but I don't think the drop would be quite but... as big as people think if it's Sidney Crosby's power play yeah. for whoever else he put on there, yeah, right? Exactly. So. When it's Crosby, Malkin, and Latang's power play, I think they can take a hit there. Exactly. Okay. And so even Hornquist's pretty good there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. So Minnesota uh, was rumored, and then it was also rumored that he'd be on the, the Minnesota would be on his no trade list. Um, the Coyotes were another one that uh, Friedman said he could see him going to. I think that makes sense in terms of the Coyotes would probably want a scoring punch, but they just need someone to put the puck in the net. I will say, if the Coyotes trade for Kessel, we can just stop the the Coyotes love analytics thing. So Cheka's a huge micro stat guy. Kessel's micro stats are better than his like RAPM and stuff like that. So it'd be kind of interesting if they traded for him. Yeah, I guess. I just. I, don't, I think I feel like with Arizona they get the rap of to me microstats are analytics, but it's I feel like microstats are different than what people they, consider advanced analytics. But they can't represent public analytics because we don't have full it, season samples. Exactly. Of them. So it's like I feel like you know when people reference analytics, like when people say, "Oh, the Coyotes are a stupid analytics team," they just mean like, "Oh, they just look at a guy's Corsi, and if it's bad, then they don't like right." But there's just nothing to suggest anything about that, right? And so, like, again, I think a deal like this should just kill that narrative completely. But it won't. But it no, should. It as long as they fail, that narrative's not going to die, yeah, basically. exactly. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. I just want to bring that up. Uh, do you see anywhere else, like, that he could go that you would, would make sense for him? If you're the team or just where you think... Not not maybe not what you would do, but where you think he will go? See, like, I'd argue he's overpaid, so pretty much nowhere makes sense for him from the other team's perspective, but I don't know, actually. I could see, like... See, the problem is I don't know what you give up. I could see Carolina. But it depends. I, I think... I don't know if Tulski would do that. Like, I can't imagine they'd be very... Yeah, maybe, maybe if you... I don't know. I think in terms of, like... I'm just trying to think of it from, like... 
an NHL GM's perspective of what we need. And you know, Minnesota, after the Nino Farask and then firing two of their analytics people, seems like the perfect team to pull off a heist on with this trade. I would agree, but if he, it's going to suck if he's on. Because it sounds like they're on his no trade list if he makes one. That so. would suck for the Penguins. Yeah. Um, hmm. Although they don't have to honor that though, since the Leafs traded him, right? No, they they honored it to keep it. If they oh they did yeah. So part of the deal was that they kept it. Oh, but okay. yeah, they could if if. Part of the, if they'd said no, he, and he would have had to fully waive it, I think he would have lost it. But, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't like. I don't know who else. The Canucks. Probably, Maybe. but what do you give up for that? Like, I don't. I feel like the Canucks probably won't want to give a lot up. I doubt the Canadian. Like the Canadians last year would have made sense, but I feel like they're probably feeling pretty good about themselves now. The Canadians do love third liners. <laughs> and you remember the HBK line? Yeah. Again, I would have said maybe L.A. last year, but I think they kind of fully realized that they have to start to rebuild. Uh, yeah, he could have been a good Kovalchuk consolation prize last year, actually. There's not a lot of spots. I th- make some Dallas if they feel that they really can't get anything else. They need depth scoring or something. Yeah, like, that's the, that would be the kind of teams I would think would probably look at a trade for them. When they do it, I don't think they're going to do it unless they get a lot back. Which, to me, means you basically have to find a sucker. Maybe, but after getting swept in the first round, I could also see them just kind of making a move to make a move. Just and, for the sake of yeah, it. Yeah, and that might be Phil Castle. I don't agree with that, just in general at all, but I could see them Wouldn't doing that. Me, yeah. yeah, right? And, I mean, maybe you end up uh, out, coming out of it pretty good by accident, but uh, I don't know. Wouldn't be the first time. No, not at all. Something like that's happened. Uh, that's all I got. How about you? All good. Do you have anything coming out? No. No. Uh, I started my MCU ranking. I have that on lwos.life. Uh, it's the last word on life account. So I ranked every movie before I watched them, and now I'm going and rewatching every single Marvel Cinematic Universe movie and analyzing every single one as well. So I've already done Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, uh, and then I have to write up Iron Man 2, and that should be coming out sometime next week. I'm going to start doing rumor posts again for Last Word on Hockey. I'm also going to start writing about the Sens a little more in the next couple weeks, so stay tuned for that. You can find all my work at NHL Sens and Stuff on Twitter and Chase at CMHockey66. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you all next week.